to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Up on the wing for Tavares. The captain is in across the line. Tavares going to the net for the pass. They score! Morgan Riley wins the game in overtime. And so the fifth career OT winner for Morgan Riley. Leafs take it 5-4 the final here against the Montreal Canadiens. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan in the Maple Leafs Radio Network. It's Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Andrew Holland, and Danielle Furtado for their hard work behind the scenes, Gord. What do we rename the segment to? Because it used to be the, the walk to the subway, but yeah. there's nobody in the building anymore, Gord. Uh, yeah, well, you can still go to the subway. They're pretty empty right now, but you can still use them. So it's probably the walk to another room in your house or yeah. just uh, sitting back. Walk to the couch, to the get kitchen. A, get another beverage or parking the car, whatever it may be. Uh, always lots to talk about. We, we called it that because it's always fun after the game. I always remember leaving right after the game and you're just, it's like jeopardy questions, bang, 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 talking about the game. And this would be one of those, uh, Nick in that not the most exciting game for 38 minutes, a great Montreal Canadian road game. They'd really outplayed the Maple Leafs. It looked like it was going to be a disappointing home opener. Maple Leafs got a lot of breaks, uh, penalty, uh, then a two-man advantage when Shea Weber right away shot the puck in the crowd. or There's no crowd, but uh, shot it over, got a delay a game. Into the stands, yes. The referee blocked the puck that led to the tying goal. So they, they didn't got hear a break the Leafs signed him in the offseason. So anyway, so that was a big break there that went on. It was uh, Kendrick Nicholson. It, and then, uh, hey, they capitalized in overtime. And the thing is, find ways to win, right? That's the next level you want to get to, being a real good team. So a night where you're sloppy for most of the game, get outplayed for most of the game, Ultimately, you took advantage and found a way to win. Overtimes are always exciting. And as Joe Bowen alluded to um, many times in the broadcast, these points are even that much more important here, Gordon, in the North Division because you're playing the same division all the time. There's no out-of-division game. So to get that one point, I know it's just game one of 56, I think is crucial. Um, the numbers are interesting, too, because Toronto in recent memory since 2015, you heard uh, off the, the end of the broadcast there with uh, Jim Ralph, um, they've struggled in the last couple of years against Montreal. They had lost three in a row the Habs were 16-4-3 and three since 2015 against the Maple Leafs. So to, to start the season series strong, I know they pick up a point due to the Montreal Canadiens, but to get that win has to feel good in that locker room right now. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I'm more impressed by the Montreal Canadiens tonight yeah. than I am by the Toronto Maple Leafs as far as that kind of game. But you're, you're 100% right. And, and I, I'd said before the game, to me, the biggest key was uh, get off to the right start. It, it, it sounds pretty academic, but last year, the Leafs never got off to a good start and it set the template and table for a very uneven season and an unsuccessful season. They had a great run initially when Sheldon Keefe took over as a head coach, but they never put it together for whatever it was, 70 games. And they got to look to start and do that right away and do it for as many of the 56 games to set, set a credo, set a standard that they hit the playoffs with instead of praying, hoping they will finally win a playoff series that you think they should win at some point. Well, Gord, there's no question who my favorite meat belief in this game in terms of the way he played, and that's number 88, William Nylander. But uh, a strong second for me, Wayne Simmons. Maybe I'm saying too much about this. Maybe I'm reading too directly into it. But the fight, it seemed like after the fight, and sometimes this happens, sometimes it doesn't. So, But after the scrap, it was a Maple Leafs, a different team, right? I'm not saying it's the BN and all, but I think Wayne Simmons brought that energy that this team was missing in the first period of play. Yeah, and I really like Ben Sherrod. I like the way he plays, yeah. but in that case, you know what? Uh, you have the game, you have the momentum. 
Don't let Wayne Simmons goad you in a fight, and don't take the extra penalty. Yeah. Now, the Leafs did not score on that power play, so at that point, Montreal had settled down, had the three one, got a 3-1 lead, and you could have put that in the rearview mirror, but... When nothing was going with the Maple Leafs, Wayne Simmons tried to create something. And yeah, and that was a, that was a point of difference and helped get them going. He's also a guy that had a bit of a presence on the power play. They used two power play units. Power plays were the story of the night tonight, really. You know, teams seemingly, again, in the first game, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, all kinds of power play goals. It's like, you know, the penalty killing units really haven't had a chance, I guess, to adjust against the elite. But Wayne Simmons showed a bit of a different variable there. That's for sure tonight, a different component and one reason why they brought him. Montreal, a two for three on the power play in this game. The Maple Leafs, two for four, including that crucial five on three goal there in the second period. Again, if you're just tuning in, this is Leafs Nation post game. The season debut, always fun to be with you, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Morgan Riley at 324 of overtime, the winner for Matthews and Tavares. Did Austin Matthews leave the ice in OT, Gord? Uh, you know, first of all, I was going to say this kept his streak going. Now, he did not get the goal. Austin Matthews, yes. four consecutive season opening games, he'd scored at least one goal. He had nine goals and two assists in his four season opening games. Of course, you think of that first game ever, the four-goal performance against the Ottawa Senators. So he does, with the second assist on that overtime goal, you stretch the point streak at least to five games, so that that to five consecutive seasons. So that's something impressive. He got caught, though. That, to me, that would have been a bit of a selfish play mm-hmm. uh, had he been absolutely exhausted, exhausted, and the play started coming back, and had it been a breakaway or an odd man rush, he was able to get off. I mean, that's kind of what happens in overtime. But, you know, you can pick it out and you say, you know what, you had a chance. You had a chance to get off. And really, on three-on-three, three, I know everybody wants that. They want the point. I, I, I don't doubt that he knows about the opening game, too, that he really wanted that goal. But I, I thought he was uh, he played a lot, but once he was really fortunate that it didn't become a liability. Meantime, Gordy, picture-perfect start, I would say, for William Nylander following last season, where I thought he really bounced back following that poor season two and one here in the in this victory for Toronto but he was all over the puck in this game yeah you know the, the problem with that five game loss to Columbus well first of all is that they lost yeah did not it was not a playoff it was a play-in series and again they did not advance but everyone just kind of blah everyone just you know just disappointment about every single player on the team which which wasn't fair and isn't accurate and William Nylander in particular last year was having a great season he was having a great season. He was on like a 37, 38 goal pace. So, you know, it's funny with all the contracts going on, Willie Nylanders in all this could look like the best deal of their elite players' contracts. He's got a lot of skill, and he he got comfortable last year, and he really showed it tonight. So, Gord, it was a big topic of conversation, I, I guess, in the week-and-a-half training camp that there was with no preseason action. But what did you think of the these new lines, Jimmy Vesey on line two, Joe Thornton on the top line? We did see some line juggling, and we knew it. Uh, Zach Hyman back with the big boys late in the game. Yeah, you know, I thought it was good. Early on, it was kind of like pick up shinny for about eight minutes, and both teams got their four lines rolling and just got out there a bit. And it's something, you know, for Joe Thornton to get acclimated. He got a great scoring chance early. Uh, Jimmy Vesey gets the game-tying goal. Again, that's the one that hit the referee. Uh, He also was on a too-many-men-on-the-ice kind of mess up there at one particular point. But, yeah, just allowing them to get comfortable. I don't think either of them played exceptionally well, but, you know, just just good enough and got comfortable their first game. That's real tough. You know, the guys that really need exhibition games are the newcomers to try to fit in with different players. But I said, I mentioned, I like Sheldon Keefe uh, giving these chance, these guys a chance to play 
in prominent places. Not saying, look, you're on my fourth line. Same with Wayne Simmons. He, he spotted him. Actually, he replaced v, him with VC when he got that too many men. He put Simmons on. But just kind of get, let's let's get everybody involved. We're, and if COVID hits, like it hits some teams, yeah. you're, you're really going to need everybody involved. So let's get everybody in the mix. Again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590. The fan, the Maple Leafs winning at 5-4 here in the season opener in OT on a goal from Morgan Riley. Now, I'll preface this conversation by saying it is early, number one. And number two, every season, goaltender starts low. And number three, there was no preseason action, a scrimmage back on Saturday, as we know, uh, with all the goalies involved. But it was another turbulent start uh, for Freddie Anderson, I would say. He got better as the game going. Made, made a big-time stop late in the game on Tyler Toffoli. But he surrenders four on 32 and certainly a work in progress. But this is notorious Frederick Anderson, isn't it? Yeah, except usually it's October that he's a slow-starting goaltender. But that, that's been, you know, again, um, I'll stick to it. I, I'm big on Freddie Anderson as your number one goaltender. He got out goaltended big time tonight. He really did. He really got a goaltended, a huge save in overtime, though, when you need them. Again, finding ways to win is making the big save at the opportune time. And he yep. did that on a couple occasions, but there's no question there's a, a couple a couple you'd want to have back. And, um, you know, Carey Price, again, again, some a couple of power play goals he couldn't do much against. One was a two-man advantage, and then the one that hit the, the referee, Nicholson, was one that he, he, he thought the puck was going to go around and hit the ref. But, yeah, they, you know what, though? Freddie Anderson has had games when he's been the best guy and you didn't win it. So one night when Freddie Anderson, when you're getting out goaltended, that's how you try to become an elite team. You find other ways to win games, and that's what the Maple Leafs ended up doing tonight. And lucky for him, the Maple Leafs seem to always have the offense or at least the the danger threats in mind. Uh, with Austin Matthews, I felt getting better and better as this game went. Um, You want to talk about pride. I have to talk about the captain, John Tavares. I think he'd be the first to admit uh, he wasn't crazy about his play in the bubble. Um, you know, expected more of himself. He puts a lot of stress on himself, and understandably so. But I, I thought he was really, really good in this game. And we talked about it last year or a couple years back now when John Tavares came aboard. It's the little things, like w- winning faceoffs. We saw it back on Saturday in the scrimmage. We saw it in this game. Those are vital things to start with the puck, uh, to set up plays. He does a lot of things we don't really look and listen to, but it, it happens a lot quite frequently, and that's why he's wearing the C for this team, Gordon. Yeah. You know, it's funny, I just look at it that, you know, about playing Austin Matthews more, he played about 25 and a half minutes, which is five and a half more than John Tavares played. That's kind of mm-hmm. interesting as we look to get, or as Sheldon Keefe looks to get Austin Matthews ice time up. But I, I'm so big on John Tavares. Like, I'm just yeah. so big. He's, you know, he's not the flashy guy. They got so many amazing skaters that way. I just love the way he works the crease, works the grace, greasy area, how smart he is. And you're absolutely right tonight. There were a lot of, Real smart, good plays by John Tavares, which is a is a great. That's what I'm saying. It's such a great compliment. These these great players being able to do different things, and and you got to get further, you know, deeper when you have this kind of talent. And really, uh, uh, all of them are in their prime in many ways. But yeah, he he would be a guy that has to be really happy. And what a great assist on the Morgan Riley goal. He had a few of those quick kind of alley oop, uh, blind but not blind passes, knew where he was putting them, and he was feeding a, a lot of great feeds along the way. And I think alongside Joe Pavelski, one of the best tippers in this league, and for my money, the best high tipper in this league. And we saw another one, a uh, perfect illustration of that for John Tavares, the captain of the Maple Leafs in this game. Uh, just getting started here on Leafs Nation post game later on, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by from Scotiabank Arena. Again, a 5-4 win for the Leafs here in OT. Morgan Riley, uh, the winner off a 2-1-1 with John Tavares. Uh, you know, I was looking forward to seeing some of the new additions in this game, especially on the back end. I really feel like TJ Brody, Gordon, you probably agree, 
was likely the biggest pickup in the long long term, the long run here for this Maple Leafs team. I thought he was steady in this game, and I thought it was a bit of a turbulent start, I'd say, for, for Zach Bogosian, a couple penalties in this game, but he's just catching up to snuff. That's a tough one when you get a couple penalties. You know, yeah. No question about that. Uh, I th- I thought the best new guy was Josh Anderson of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, he he was, almost he almost blew by TJ Brody once too yeah. that way. But yeah, uh, as you know, it, it was funny. Again, last year when you get off to the poor start and have the uneven season, Tyson Berry never looked comfortable. Cody Ceci never looked comfortable. And that's who Morgan Riley played most of the season with. And you saw tonight Cody Ceci took an early penalty for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think a lot of people out there would be surprised, kind of forgot he's with Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia scored on the power play in that particular play. So, it, it, yeah, it was it was nice to see something that never really happened last year, just that Morgan Riley getting comfortable with a partner that way and, and T.J. Brody looking what you expect T.J. Brody to do, his steady self. And so the Maple Leafs off to a 1-0 start. Don't forget, coming up on Friday night, we'll have the game for you, the start of a uh, back-to-back, both at the uh, you know Sens Arena Canadian Tire Centre there between the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, and right away we can have the conversation about who starts in between the pipes. It's likely we see both Frederick Anderson and Jack Campbell Uh, But the start off and get that victory, I think, is huge, clearly, for this Maple Leafs team to gain momentum. It's a 56-game sprint this season as opposed to 82, and you want to feel good about yourself, and you got to take care of every game you can, and that includes the Ottawa Senators. And don't be chasing. Don't be chasing. Like, if it's six games in the season and you're one and five and you're chasing... And in the, in this Canadian division, I'll, I'll call it the Canadian division because uh, uh, I love it being the, the Canadian, North Division, Gord. I love it being the Canadian. Okay, the North Division, but we've said it many, many times. There's there's going to be two angry, angry fan bases uh, of the seven teams. Ottawa expected not to make it. I think their fans will be okay with that. Maybe they will make it. Who knows? But two of the other six, and heaven forbid, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. But heaven forbid if you if you get behind it and it's slump, and very quickly you're you're done. And uh, you know, interesting with the Ottawa Senators. God bless Eugene Melnick. He's got the team mm. seemingly back on the right track after being a disaster. And then, you know, some of his things like announcing the arena thing and incurring the wrath of so many people and you're not faring so well. So just when we announced the lockdown in Ontario, he's got the plan for 6,000 fans in Ottawa to be socially distanced. How about he, read the room? Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and he quickly came out and said, okay, when it's allowed by the government, which you know you should have thrown out there earlier. Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment has already sent out surveys uh, for that eventuality if it happens it about was loud how, there tonight, how Gord. they would do it. Yeah, whoever's, you know, Jimmy Holmstrom, we know he's on the uh, uh, organ. Our buddy Mike Ross is there, and I don't know who handles the crowd noise, but certainly there's somebody figuring out the uh, ebbs and flows. So every now and then you'd hear something and you, and you, and you thought there was a, a crowd react. I like sometimes when they react to a non-penalty call. Yeah. You know, so that, that the, the kind of sort of the canned applause, the canned whatever it is, reaction to that. Yeah, the, to be the, uh, the the reaction guy right now or girl uh, doing the crowd ambiance, I think would be a fun job in the, in this era. <laughs> that's for sure. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. 5-4 win for the Leafs in OT, courtesy of this man, Morgan Riley, with Kyle Bukoskis. Morgan, another classic between these two teams. What was this one like to play in? Yeah, uh, a little different than the ones in the past, but, uh, I mean, it's enjoyable. We're just grateful to be out here, and it's fun. Obviously, the wind's huge, and we're going to try to keep rolling. Well, down two in the second period. The power play really came through. What was clicking there late in that period? Yeah, I think we're just moving the puck, and, I mean, I think we want to shoot a little bit more than we have in the past, and I think we're lucky. Johnny, obviously, with nice hands, and Willie 
really good shot. So, I mean, that's going to be important for our group here down the stretch and uh, just keep it going, I guess. That's a, that's a huge part of our game. Wayne Simmons made it clear what his role will be on this team and how he likes to play. Uh, what sort of juice did that scrap give your group? Yeah, huge juice. Uh, I mean, he's a very important player for our team. Um, he's absolutely terrifying, and we're very lucky to have him, and he played great tonight. And, I mean, I mean, moving forward, we need more of that, and he's just, uh, you know, great to have on your side. Hey, Morgan, last one for you. A little bit different here in the COVID world. If you could look up at the video board here, take us through your winner in overtime. Yeah, just a great pass by Johnny, and that's about it. Uh, he makes it easy for me, and it feels good to get the first win here at home, and now we're going on the road, and we're going to have some fun. All right, Morgan, appreciate this. All right, thank you. There you go. Very fatigued Morgan Riley following the OT winner and a big time season upcoming for Morgan Riley because, Gord, you know, I'm a big enthusiast of, uh, of contracts. Following this season, Morgan Riley is eligible for a contract extension, Gord. Yeah, 28 minutes, 35 seconds he played tonight. Uh, he, That's $9 million on he, the market. He was, he was like the wounded warrior there being interviewed. And uh, <laughs> last year, there's, no, no, there's also no question he was not 100% for pretty well most of the season. And you talk about Freddie Anderson's contract. Uh, being due after this year, but no, you're right. Uh, Morgan Riley, two more years left. Remember, he signed the same day as Nazem Kadri. Lou Lamorello signed him That's to right. a six-year contract, five million per season. Uh, Naz six uh, six-year contract, four point five million per season. And a few weeks later, acquired Freddie Anderson in a trade and signed him five years, five million per season. So that you know that was really a good trio of players and contracts. Uh, in a short period of time. Two were players already on the roster. One was somebody they acquired. But, yeah, I, I just think Morgan Raleigh's a stud. Uh, I'm, um, I, think some, I think a lot of people under, underrate him a bit. I, I, I just think he's huge. He, he, is going to, he is going to be of paramount importance to sign. Anyway, you slice it, the Maple Leafs off to a good start with his 5-4 OT win. Morgan Raleigh, the OT winner. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick still to come. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will go inside the locker room as well or via Zoom, I guess. Uh, we'll hear from Joe Thornton and others as we move on here on this opening night of NHL action. The Maple Leafs victorious. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Don't worry. We'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you still to come. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca following this 5-4 OT win for the Maple Leafs. Morgan Raleigh, the winner, off to a 1-0 start again. The Maple Leafs getting set for a back-to-back, both in Ottawa, uh, in Canada, to be precise, this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, against the Ottawa Senators. But certainly the way you want to start a season didn't look great, but it's how you finish, right, Gordon? Yeah, finding ways to win, and that's the important thing. And as we mentioned, if you're just tuning in, outplayed the first 38 minutes of the game. Uh, got, you know, it, it's funny, Suzuki, who played so well, just took a real unnecessary penalty. Then three seconds later, just off the faceoff, Shea Weber, that unfortunate delay of game penalty, wired it in the uh, non-existent crowd. And the Maple Leafs scored with a two-man advantage, then scored with a one-man advantage, and uh, back in the game, back in the game that was a perfect road game for Montreal, uh, our buddy Stevie Fellin, stats guru extraordinaire. Love little ones out there. So uh, Freddie Anderson even got an assist tonight. First assist on a power play goal by a Leaf goaltender. Since remember him, Jonathan Bernier was the uh, uh, the savior way back when in 2013. And Mike Babcock was never big on fights. And and he, even in Detroit, he wasn't big on fights. And he had success. And Wayne Simmons gets a major tonight. And last year, the first major the Leafs got was in game number 31 by Travis Dermott. 
And I would think Mike Babcock was already gone by then. So anyway, 30, 30 games earlier, the first major penalty for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. You know, I enjoy to dabble on gambling sometimes. Over, oh, you under do? What a on, surprise. Over, under on 30 minutes of Wayne Simmons talk tomorrow on, on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Well, it just shows how much people Answer value. Gord. Yeah. Oh, at least whatever. I mean, it just, just shows over, over. Well, what are you talking <laughs> over a 24 hour period or whatever? Could you, be in one you hour. You also had Team Blue the other day and they disappointed <laughs> big time. So. I love John Tavares' passion talking about Team White, though, when he was being interviewed. And the, <laughs> yeah, like he, play, he plays along with the interview like it's game seven of the Stanley <laughs> Cup final and talks about his Team White strategy in that inter squad game. But yeah, yeah, just that, uh, hey, it's the other element he's supposed to bring. And. He, he didn't take a, a chintzy penalty. He got the, he, he got Ben Sherratt to take a chintzy penalty, and he, and he got he got a little bit of spark on a Toronto Maple Leaf team that needed it. Freddie Anderson on pace for a 52 points this season. I don't know what that means for the open market or free agency in general, but that means coin, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. If he could only have an 80 82 game season, he'd have 82 points. But uh, the uh, that's with Gord Stellick. the goaltender assist. Well, the Andersons did well tonight. Josh Anderson with Montreal. Too much Canadians. Anderson on Anderson crime tonight, Gord. That's everywhere. Yes, spelt differently, but yes. uh, that that is uh, basically what is going on. Memories of Glenn Anderson, John Anderson, and and others in the Toronto Maple Leaf days. And again, it gets back to the conversation. Anytime, even if there's no crowd, a player from the area comes back here for the opposition. Always seems to light it up. Josh Anderson from nearby Burlington, Ontario. He was a monster for Montreal in this game. Speaking of monsters. How about Joe Thornton's beard? He makes his uh, debut in this one. I thought he was pretty decent. I mean, pretty much my expectation for Joe Thornton. He's a really good passer. Played 13-36 in his Leafs debut, Gord. He did two shots on net, and one was a beauty. Probably the first scoring chance of the season early on. And I think he would uh, appreciate about, you know, being put on that first line. He got 343 of power play time. So one thing, one thing Sheldon Keefe really did, and we'll see if it keeps going, but... They had that one power play last year that would play about a buck forty-five, and your second <laughs> unit came on for about fifteen seconds. Now that that power play unit was quite often very successful, but he made a point that he's kind of balanced the two out. And uh, yeah, I, I like the way Joe Thornton played. And again, the guy that they moved down to what the third line. They'll always argue we don't number the lines, but. Zach Hyman just can't help getting himself back on the power play in other places because he, he just played great. Guy just, just played works, great. Brings his lunch pail to work. Doesn't matter which day, what year it is. And I thought the same as Zach Hyman tonight. Uh, again, speaking of Joe Thornton, here were his thoughts following his debut as a Maple Leaf. Hey, Joe, how did that meet your expectations? All the buildup, oh, finally getting the play. Fun. Wasn't that fun? No, it was great. Uh, great game. Boys were down early, but uh, we managed to come back. And uh, what a great finish by Mo. But I think... Uh, I think the the forty plus players and coaches uh, really enjoyed to be out there again. What was the most fun part for you? Uh, just just starting, you know, starting uh, hearing, you know, number ninety seven from St. Thomas, Ontario. You can't beat that. But uh, you know, just competing again, competing with the guys. Um, you know, getting you know, good looks, good passing. You know, just the the competition again was was nice to have. Thanks, Joe. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Joe, you mentioned uh, the finish by Morgan there. What's what stood out to you the most about Riley since you've been around him? He just competes. You know, I think his skating is very elite. Um, you know, he's a big body. Um, great shot. Sees the ice very, very well. Um, being from out west, really, we don't watch too much, uh, too much East games, but he's been very, very impressive. What sort of impact do you feel Wayne's fight had on the – on the proceedings yeah it pretty much changed the whole game the game set you know once that all went down you know they got the guy's attention on the bench and really went from there thank you
<clears throat> Next, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. So obviously, with no fans, you there was no huge ovation for you that you would have gotten. But did you were you able to see any of the opening ceremonies, the Highlanders? Uh, you were introduced by a dairy farmer, by the way. If you didn't know really? that, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't it I'll have to to get Austin to pull that up on Instagram. I'm not on any of that stuff. But uh, no, just to be to be in the blue and white from being around this area, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a privilege to play for this team. Jumbo Joe Thornton is so Canadian. Like, how, how do you not get happy? Just listen well, to Joe Thornton, live out a dream. And, and and I respect John Tavares' role as captain, but he's always serious. Like Jonathan Taves is captain serious for the Chicago Blackhawks. And we love people that just love life and love hockey. And it's funny about Joe Thornton and all my many years doing radio shows and that here on The Fan. So I'm doing the color like Jim Ralph does, doing it with Joe Bowen. I did it for four years in the, in the, in the early and mid-1990s. And a player agent said to me, can you put this kid on? We're trying to get him to sign with us. And we're giving him a big tour, Maple Leaf Gardens. And it was 16-year-old Joe Thornton. No way. Yeah, so Joe Thornton was our intermission guest at an NHL game, Maple Leaf Gardens. And then he went to the other agency, another one, and he was first you know, top pick in the OHL draft. And then a couple of years later, first overall pick in the NHL draft. And then for a number of years doing shows here and – Somehow we got a number for Joe. Somehow we got a number for Joe Thornton, which would uh, tick the player off. So, so we'd get through to Joe. I think his dad. Somebody, so we get through to him, and the producer goes, "We're going to get Joe Thornton on in two minutes." Just said to call back, and we call back, and we would never get him. And I think he was just pissed that someone gave gave the number out, whatever. So it would just be kind of the kind of the warning that whatever. But always pleasant. So it'd be great having this kind of upbeat personality uh, pretty well after every game when you're talking to Joe Thornton. Living proof that they slid in DMs in the '90s as well, right, Gord? You know, oh yeah. Exactly yes. what I'm talking about, yes. right? That's Gord Selleck. I'm Nick Alberga. The Maple Leafs win at 5-4 in OT here on a goal from Morgan Riley. Let's bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca who took in this game tonight at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, Luke, so great to hear your voice and be back with you this season. What do you think of this uh, victory tonight? Well, it, you know what? It's a shame that there wasn't a full building for this one. Because imagine they were here when they introduced hometown guys like Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons. And Simmons gets his first fight. And the Leafs come back and win it in a really thrilling, albeit sloppy, three-on-three overtime against the Habs. Like this was this was a blast. This is this is what we needed, I think. You know, hockey is back. That that was a fun game. It wasn't a perfect game by any means, but that was a blast. Yeah, and you know, if we talked to you with about three minutes left in the second period, you'd be talking about a great road game by the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah. good on the Leafs for capitalizing. But it all seemed to start right when Nick Suzuki, who played great. Like, took that unnecessary penalty. Shea Weber had hard luck. The fourth goal hit the referee, came out, you know, whatever. So uh, you have to may take advantage of your breaks, and that's something the Toronto Maple Leafs certainly did. Yeah, the power play got the back in it, and the guys all pointed to the, the Wayne Simmons fight as sort of something that woke them up. I mean, it's kind of a, a classic old-school hockey tale, but, the, you know, to a man, that, that's what they said. You know, they said that they started off a little soft and slow. And the Habs kind of took it to them at the beginning. Uh, Josh Anderson, you know, I was I was one of the the many who kind of questioned that signing, but he he was full value. Suzuki uh, was good up until he took the penalty, and and he already owned it. He, he said that you know that he can't take a penalty like that. Um, you know, kudos to Montreal. Uh, and I thought also Freddie looked a little maybe a little shaky at the beginning. So. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a, a good win for Toronto in that they were down, 
but they found a way to claw back in it, and then they got it done, and the, the skill and the talent took over. I was really impressed with the John Tavares line. I thought William Nylander was fantastic. Jimmy Vesey gets his first as a Leaf. Tavares sets up Riley for the OT winner. I thought Tavares was, was fabulous, just kind of this, this steady presence, three-point night for the captain, and I think he's on a good start to have a nice bounce-back year. Yeah, and I think league-wide, you know, echoing your comments about goaltending, I'm going to give goalies the benefit of the doubt for the couple of weeks, the first couple of weeks at least. Again, there's so many just different things about this season, including the fact they really didn't play a real game here in the preseason, and my expectation is over, over, and more over, and that's why I threw a couple uh, bucks uh, tonight on that. But I think uh-huh. you're, you're, you're right on Willie Nylander, though. Like, I, I thought he was he was dominating the puck tonight. I don't know what's changed in the last, say, year, um, and that's going back a bit, but I, I thought he was great last year. Thought he was so so quite frankly in the bubble, but I, I, he was hunting the puck tonight, and that's the Willie Nylander I want to see all season long, right? Yeah, he was fabulous. Um, you know, Jimmy Vc talked coming into this game about the fire in Willie Nylander, and that's not something guys say say a lot, right? They they often talk about his skill or how smooth he is, or you know he's great at entering the zone, but they don't talk about his internal fire. But he seemed really engaged tonight, um, and you know. The goals that he, he made are, are going to get the attention, but he made a nice intercepted pass, went behind the net, and, and, and uh, intercepted that one of Habs outlet passes, and then and then flipped it to BC uh, for BC's goal, which, which was a huge one that tied the game at the time. Um, so he, William Nylander had a fantastic all-around game, and I, I think they need him to be great. Um, you know, the, this, this team is going to live and die by its top six, and that Tavares-Nylander combo um, is kind of, you know, flew under the radar in camp because Joe Thornton was up with uh, Matthews and Marner, and, and that back group kind of stole more of the headlines. But they need Nylander and Tavares to be fantastic to have that double, that double threat, that double punch. Yeah, and I'll start with Nylander in that sense to pick up what you said, Luke. And what you found was uh, the 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 uh, bubble Columbus experience was, was so disappointing uh, for a fan base that are used to disappointments and Game Seven losses to the Boston Bruins that. Basically, everything stunk as far as they were concerned. Nothing was any good uh, initially. And you go, no, no, to your point, there's a lot of real talented guys. They have to get to that next level. But William Nylander last year was on pace for almost a 40-goal season. I mean, that's what he was. And then just just the bubble, so many guys just ground to a halt. And this gives you a little more context about some of the talent, some of the few things that were going really right for the Maple Leafs when the pause hit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, uh, he's going to be a very important guy for for this team. And I also think, you know, there's not a lot of teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets in the North Division. The Montreal Canadiens might be kind of the closest thing. Uh, you know, kind of a deep team, likes to roll four lines, depends on its goaltending and, and its big, strong defenseman a little bit more than its game breaker up front. So, you know, if, if the Leafs can excel in a, in a game like this and, and get a win against Montreal, I think a guy like Willie Nylander could even fare better against the teams that, that aren't as, as tough around the net as Montreal is. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca again, the Maple Leafs winning at 5-4 in OT and a goal from Morgan Riley. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. What's your expectation for this weekend when it comes to goaltending and do you think we can see some lineup changes, namely Miko Letton make his NHL debut? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it, I they they seem to say that they would give him a few games, let him watch a few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, Sheldon Keith wasn't too impressed with letting in in the uh, the blue and white game, um, and I, I think it has nothing to do with his offensive talents. I mean, those are there; they know that. It's more about 
his play without the puck? Does he know where to stand? He's getting used to the small ice. There's a lot to adapt to. Um, you know, he's, he's doing well with the language, but he's still adjusting to that. Um, so he's never played in North America before. This is, this is a lot. New team, new coach, new language, new ice surface. And all of a sudden, you're in games that matter. You know, I, I think he's a guy that, that um, you know, much like some of the guys that are on the, the taxi squad that probably could have benefited from the having exhibition games, which there are none. So um, instead of that, they just want to work on him and practice. Um, I would say, I would guess for, for a week or so, barring injury, and let him watch from, from up top and, and, and really try to work on his skills in practice and then try to slide him in. I thought Travis Dermott had a fine game, you know. Um, on the on the back end, I think Zach Bogosian looked okay when he wasn't taking penalties, but he took two penalties and got kind of back got them down early. Um, so, yeah, I would say letting him wait it out a, a few more games. So uh, I will say that uh, I'm impressed the, the way the Leafs found a way to win, but I'm also probably more impressed by the road game the Montreal Canadiens played. I've had to look at it. Like, you think where they were at the bubble, uh, before the bubble, and how it just seems to be a different team. Um, boy, 38 minutes into it, uh, Claude Julien and company had to be really pleased the way things were going and the way his team was playing. Yeah, they, they, came, out, they came out hard. Um, you know, this, this team looks, looks like it's for real. Uh, Josh Anderson had a great quote actually post game. And he said that they were the better team, uh, which, you know, when you know, these teams are going to face each other nine more times, I think it's just fantastic for the theater of it all. Uh, and Morgan Riley said that he wasn't looking forward to facing them again. So I think that speaks a lot to, to Montreal. They, they laid the body early and often. Um, they're a rough team. You notice when they defend, they really kind of, kind of box it in and, and try and protect, carry prices net and, and try to keep things to the outside so um they they kind of they kind of play like like uh like a playoff type type brand of hockey you know um they, they don't they don't like to run and gun and then they make the mistakes and and the Leafs had some in the early going and and that's understandable um because no one's played hockey for a long time Luke it's going to be a wild ride thanks so much for this appreciate it yeah this is just the start can't wait take care there you have it, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. The Maple Leafs winning at 5-4 here in overtime. We'll hit the break. Other side, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick on Twitter. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nylander holds far circle, looks in front, still with it, took a shot, it scores! Holy Mackinac, he rings that off the goalpost! And the Leafs are within one, and Willie has a pair. Great to once again hear the dulcet tones of Joe Bowen with that one right there. Two and one for William Nylander tonight in the season opener. Morgan Rally, the OT winner. Toronto 5, Montreal 4 here on opening night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. More of the same, please, through 56 for, uh, for Willie Nylander, Gordo. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, these are really goal scorer goals and skilled player goals. And uh, yeah, the the Fab Four, he's kind of left mm-hmm. as the, the fourth of, of the big ones. But boy, nice to see them all going. And if they're all not going on a particular night, you got two of them going. That's good enough. Very well said. Let's hear now from the head coach of the Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keith. Joe Thornton described that as a, a real fun game for everyone. But at times, were you a little concerned about uh, what was going on in the back end with your team? Uh, listen, it's the first game of the season here. First time playing a game at that temple. Um, 
Yeah, we just had a pretty emotional comeback win here for our first game, so I'm not going to get too nitpicky. We'll get better every day. Thank you. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, the, the puck really seems to be exploding off Nylander's stick uh, early days here. What sort of improvements do you think he's made since last season? I, I don't know. I mean, he was a pretty explosive player last season, too. I mean, he, he's a great talent. Uh, I think he's come in really motivated and driven uh, to continue to be a difference maker and to take it to another level. Uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of uh, pretty blunt uh, discussions between he and I about where, you know, where he needs to continue to get better away from the puck, and he's He's bought into that. I think it goes hand in hand when he's when he's competing away from the puck. He's more engaged when he has it. He's more involved in the game. But uh, you know, he was really good today. He and John were, were both really good. All right. Next, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Sheldon. What were your first impressions of Joe alongside Mitch and Austin? Yeah, I thought they were good. You know, I have to watch the video back for all you know all our lines in the whole game, but. I thought when he got the puck, he, you know, he put it in good spots. He made a play, play with it. Uh, he was around the net uh, at different times. Came up with a couple pucks on the forecheck. Uh, he looked like he had legs even through the third period. You know, I was watching him. He had some really good, you know, the tracks and returns back into our own end. Have lots of legs and energy despite, uh, you know, playing, you know, playing a lot the way the game went. Uh, so, you know, I thought it was a, it was, it was a good game for him. How's Austin doing? He seemed to be in a bit of pain right before the overtime. Yeah, I, I think he just took a bit of a stagger. I, you know, my understanding is okay. He didn't hesitate when I asked him if he was good to go for overtime. All right, and last question here goes to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. Um, first uh, season opener for you in your in your home building under very different circumstances. What did that feel like? You know what? Once the game starts. Um, it, it's it just you're caught up in it and, and I'll be honest it just feels it just feels like hockey the guys are competing you're into it you're you know when you're when you're coaching behind the bench you're making you know you're making uh, you know a decision every every couple of seconds uh, you're, you're just you know you're, you're you're too engaged in it to really get caught up in it so I, I think once the puck drops it just feels like we're in a game but, you know, I think that the start of the game, before it really gets going, especially in a home opener like this, is really, really felt, you know, no, the no fans. Um, you know, I, I believe, you know, home opener, particularly for your, for your new players, uh, your incoming guys, it's a great opportunity for them to connect with the fans and the fans to recognize them, particularly in our situation, of course, with, you know, with guys like Joe and, and Simmer. Uh, Simmer coming back uh, here uh, to Toronto, Ontario. Um, you know, you miss out on those kind of moments. You know, we miss our fans in such a such a, a fun back and forth type of game like this. Um, so it would have been nice, of course, to have them here. Um, but we're going to have to get used to this. This is what we've got. And hopefully we're able to entertain people at home. There you have it. Short and sweet from Sheldon Keefe, who improves to 1-0 in season openers in his NHL coaching career, Gord. Okay, I want to find out, was that was that all the questions that were lined up? No, you I think they timed out on Zoom. You can only do well, 45 minutes. Well, so. you know, like the, like the last question thing. Like, seriously. You know, first of all, Sheldon Keefe's very interesting, okay? And and I like last the, the inter-squad game when he, quite frankly, challenged Pierre Engvall. <laughs> and guess who's not in the lineup tonight? Pierre, Pierre Engvall. Engvall. I like that. I like that. So I, I, a game like tonight, your first game, you're not going anywhere because there's no flight to catch. 
Can you not do like two more minutes? I'm not saying you have to give us 20 minutes. Anyway, geez, last question. Give me a break. Yeah, listen up. Friday yeah. night, we want 18 well, minutes just, of Sheldon Keith. Bring it. First game for so many people. So I, I, because it's so brief, the one thing I will say for Joe Thornton, and I mentioned it early on, that I think it'll be great for the young guys to see, yeah, you know what? You can just love and have that big grin and be lighthearted and love the game, have fun with the game, make jokes, and the same thing about life. And you can be John Tavares as well. You know, before that, Dion Phaneuf. I always said I thought Dion Phaneuf was a great guy, and I thought he really tried to be a great captain. The problem was he had to speak for the team, and it wasn't a very good team, and he kind of spoke in that monotone, and you'd kind of go, oh, man. Where, you know, just, hey. He controlled the music, too. Hey, well, I did not know that. The music yeah. doesn't bug me. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I think Joe Thoreau, because, hey, Mitch Marner, hey, Austin Matthews, hey, William Nylander, like in the appropriate doses – you know, as long as you're being professional and do all the other things Joe Thornton has done throughout the years, uh, let's have some fun in this uh, this fun game. Because if you can make it fun, uh, you're going to be a lot more successful. Very well said. Speaking of fun, coming up in about 20 minutes from now, uh, make sure to stay tuned for Sportsnet tonight uh, with Brent Gunning and George Russick coming up at 11. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. We'll hit the break. Other side, we'll go back inside the Zoom locker room. Wayne Simmons, William Nylander, among others. The Maple Leafs win at 5-4 in OT on a goal from Morgan Riley. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 the fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs radio network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame, a victorious opening night here in January, not October. Morgan Riley, the winner, 5-4 for the Maple Leafs. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. But again, the only reason why this Maple Leafs won the game. Wayne Simmons got in a scrap in his Leafs debut, Gord. I thought he was all over the place in this one, at least in the second. Well, uh, again, I, I go back to it that the it injected some life in them. And the fact that he drew an extra minor from Ben Sherratt was huge. It wasn't Simmons getting the extra minor. But after that, the, the, what's got to frustrate Montreal is they neutralized that. Then they got a 3-1 lead. And then it's the Leafs that came back with some some good fortune, some power plays that way. But no doubt about it. When, when things aren't happening, you know what? Try to make something happen. And last year, the Leafs' first major penalty was game number 31 by Travis Dermott. And today, it's game number one by Wayne Simmons, who went out and made something happen. It is always great to see the newcomers, especially the local products, produced right away. And that he did. Here is Wayne Simmons. What did you feel of uh, your performance tonight and the team's performance tonight? Um, I thought we chased the game a little bit, but I thought we showed uh, great character and, uh, you know, the comeback. We kept coming back and, um, you know, we, we made it tough on them. And, um, you know, at the end of the game, we, we ended up with the two points. That's what's most important. Um, you know, we build off, you know, of our, of our mistakes and, um, you know, keep in mind what we did good. But at the same time, like I said, we build off of um, our mistakes and we continue to get better day after day here. There's usually nerves uh, when a player comes to a, a team for the first time, plays his first game. Maybe fans have something to do with that. How did you feel? Um, I was fine. I, I've been around the last you know, year. I think this is my fifth team in the last year. So, um, you know, I'm comfortable coming to new surroundings. The boys made it really easy for me to, you know, integrate within the team. And, um, you know, I was just really excited for the game tonight, to be honest. All right. Next, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Wayne, obviously you're brought in for your physicality. We all know that. You know that uh, as part of your game. Uh, probably not going to scrap every night, but uh, how did it feel to drop the gloves there as short as the fight was? And, uh, you know, from these eyes and others, a bit of a turning point for your club in the second period. Yeah, um, you know, it felt good. That's my first, you know, real game action in, you know, like 10 months, 28 days. And, you know, I could probably tell you to the second, but, um, 
Um, you know, it felt really good. And, you know, I, I thought the boys needed a, you know, a little bit of a spark there. And, you know, I, I know my role on this team. Um, so, you know, I asked Sherrod and, you know, I didn't think he wanted to go at first, but then he dropped the gloves before me. So it was green light go. And, um, you know, you know, thank, I'm, I'm happy he, you know, he gave me that one and, um, you know, helped turn the tide for our team. Thanks, Wayne. All right, we'll take one more. We'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Wayne, I'm wondering, what's the toughest part about playing a game after 10 months, 28 days, and however many seconds and hours? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, just getting my legs underneath me. Um, you know, we had the, you know, the, the blue and white scrimmage the other night. Obviously, you know, after seven days of hard training camp, I didn't feel too good. So, um, you know, tonight I wanted to make sure I was coming in, you know, full energy and, you know, putting, putting on display, you know, the type of game that I could play in. You know, I thought I thought I did a good job. Obviously, you know, there's room for improvement, you know, with my with my own game and, you know, with the team's game as well. But, um, you know, it's a good first night. Okay, there you have it. Wayne Simmons, I would call it a successful Maple Leafs debut in that in this game. Speaking of successful, what a season opener for Willie Nylander, Gord, 2-1 and one in this one. Yeah, it really was. And, and by the way, Ottawa Senators on Friday, uh, he brings up, Wayne Simmons does, he finished up with Buffalo, so he did not play in the bubble. So 10 months without action. Willie Nylander played in the bubble and uh, more played like he did during the regular season last uh, tonight. Not the bubble hockey that was pretty indifferent. He was one of the, among the many and uh, guys got some skill and uh, two goals tonight. And really, he was the, the spark plug and coming back and getting that win. And as I mentioned on Saturday, the best part about Will, Willie Nylander, already a weapon, but you add the new flow into the mix. My goodness, he's on fuego. Two and one in this game. Here is Willie Nylander. William, what did you like about uh, your line tonight and how you guys were able to gel in this first game? Well, I think we did a good job. It was more of a grind game. We didn't really get that many uh, clean looks. So I think we were... Uh, Relentless, and when we gave up that uh, that goal, we were able to get one back, which was huge. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. What did you make of uh, Wayne Simmons uh, dropping the gloves there and maybe turning things around for you guys a little bit? Yeah, that was a turning point in the game for sure. I mean, you got the boys going fired up. I think we were a little uh, soft and slow in the, in the beginning, and after that, we got uh, fired up and got going, which was huge. What about your own shooting tonight? Those were a couple of real nice shots. Uh, anything going through your head in those particular moments? I mean, the first one was just a uh, great job by the guys getting to the net. So uh, Price couldn't see, uh, see the puck. So, and then the second one was just, I mean, just waiting, waiting, looking for a pass and just put it on net. And what about Jimmy VC tonight with a goal that forces overtime? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, we were heavy on the forecheck there and we were able to, to get Price a uh, lucky bounce, though, but uh, it was a nice goal to get for us, for sure. All right, next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, well, you mentioned a little bit about uh, the impact of, of Wayne, but uh, Wayne, Joe, and all the new guys, uh, do you really feel that that's uh, taking some pressure uh, off some of the uh, incumbent young guys and, uh, you know, maybe help you guys uh, find your game a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the presence of them in the locker room on the, on the ice is uh, – I think has been key for us throughout training camp and you can see that throughout the game uh, today. And I mean, we got a lot to learn from those guys uh, coming in. I mean, they've been uh, in the league for a while and we got a lot to learn from them. You mentioned the, uh, the lucky bounce, uh, you know, sometimes uh, that, that can go both ways. Of course, uh, how do you feel about getting a, a big goal that way? The, clearly uh, last year in overtime and shootouts, a lot of those things are going against you guys. Yeah, obviously it's nice to, to start off the season with uh it's a good bounce. I usually like to think that when uh, when the team's working hard, I mean, those bounces will come come our way. 
All right, and the last question here goes to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, Willie, I was just wondering what uh, the reaction was of the guys on the bench uh, when Freddie came up with that save on Toffoli with, uh, I think, a couple of minutes left in overtime uh, and how that uh, may have boosted you for the final you know, minute and change there. Well, yeah, I mean, when a goalie steps up and make a, makes a save like that, obviously the boys get fired up. I mean, Freddie's made those saves for us the entire time he's been our goalie, so we, uh, we're very thankful for that. There you have it, the Zoom call following this 5-4 OT win for the Maple Leafs in the season opener against the Montreal Canadiens at Scotiabank Arena. William Nylander, 2-1. Again, more of the same is needed throughout this season, but I thought in general that line was really, really good, that Leafs second line, Gordo. Yeah, it really were. Two goals, one assist. He, he was, um, let's see, Nylander, plus one. 18 minutes, one second of ice time. He had three shots on goal. I will cut. You know what? I'm gonna. I wonder now with the PR guys that the, and women that they have to only do one Zoom call at a time. So I'll say maybe that's why there were time constraints for Sheldon Keefe. So I'll just say if that that was the it's reason. Different times, Gordon. So yes, uh, then I'll I'll do that because Let's I, use I Skype I, next time. I wanted to hear more from Sheldon Keefe, but I understand if you've got got to keep them coming. Um, Willie Nylander sounded different actually. <laughs> just uh, but uh, what out there? He had a different number last year, different hair now, different contract before. Whatever. <laughs> every every year something different. And you had uh, the buzzy going the yeah, other day too. Right now he's scoring at 112 goal pace. So that he's would thriving. That would be different for someone to get that in in 56 games. Outplaying his contract, that's for sure. Unless your last name's Gretzky, then anything is possible. Or McDavid. McDavid's still pointless, by the way. Let's look at look at the, the out of town scoreboard. Why not, Gordon? Happening right now. The Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers, Brayden Holpe's debut in between the pipes for the Canucks. And it's uh, Bo Scorvat, Bo Horvat, the captain of the Canucks, one nothing for Vancouver after 20, Tanner Pearson, the lone helper. Yeah, and uh, first of all, with COVID, we know about the Dallas Stars that they won't play their first three games because 17 members tested positive. Until April. Yeah. Uh, well, until a, a week or anyway. January but, 22nd. But Vancouver... You got JT Miller, Jordy Ben, and um, so they have to follow some COVID protocol. But because the Canucks are traveling, they can't join them on regular commercial flights. So they're going to miss more games if they were playing at home. Uh, so they're going to miss a few more games. And that's just the way it's going to be uh, in COVID world. You know what they did in Edmonton? I know there's no crowd there, but they had a great scoreboard rendition Incredible. of Joey Moss yeah. singing the anthem, belting it out. Every now and mm-hmm. then he would uh, get to sing the anthem like uh, on the microphone. Of course, he's singing and when there was a crowd. Uh, he's off tune, but he's saying it with so much passion and fervor and a lot of emotion on the Edmonton order bench. You know, he was just so beloved by all, uh, all the teammates and all the players and that. So very, very nice touch they did. And uh, then again, like everything is, is an all division battle. Every game we have tonight and every game we have from here on in. And by the way, only one anthem at every game this year, only one anthem in the three in three divisions and the Canadian anthem only in the North Division. Absolute legend, no doubt about that. And very well said, Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here in Leafs Nation postgame elsewhere. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning still really, really good at hockey. That said, as a fantasy owner, I'm a little disappointed. Andre Vasilevsky losing his shutout late. It's now, uh, I believe, 5-2 in this game. At least this is what this app is telling me, although it could Steven be Steven Stamkos, yeah. he's back. Three points. That's nice to see. A healthy guy, what he did, the field of dreams, the Kirk Gibson walk-off home run from decades ago that he kind of did yes. that version in that final game. So he is healthy, and he's got three points tonight. And so it, I believe it's 5-1. This app says 5-2, but we're watching the game, I, I think, live right now. But th- that's the tremendous thing about the Tampa Bay Lightning, Gordo. No Kucherov. They won the cup without Stamkos. That's pretty much. Um, there's just so much depth in that team. Um, and, and certainly, I think you look at potential front runners, um, not only for their division, but the Stanley Cup. Tampa's still on a short list, Gordo. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, Kucherov gave him a little bit of breathing room. That's not what they wanted, but just uh, they could sign guys like Sorelli and that and, and not, you know, obviously Tyler Johnson is going to be someone they're going to try to move and get rid of that $5 million salary. Uh, so, you know, it's fun, all these games tonight. And the other question is uh, the games were here on Sportsnet 590, the fan on radio, the Leaf Montreal game, and of course on Sportsnet and social media. I know it's just lightened up about Kevin BX's hair, huh? Or, you know, just, uh, <laughs> I guess they I, talked about here. Elliot Freeman then said he does not dye his hair. Apparently that came out tonight. So really? there must have been some follicle chat uh, in it. But uh, Kevin BX, uh, it seems like he's patting it down each time. I love we Stewie's see goatee, by the way. That is coming in hot. Berkey looks fresh. Merrick as well has got the Johnny Depp going. Uh, but I, for one, can't comment on hair, guys, because I look like an absolute zoo animal. It's been since uh, since August since I got a haircut, Gord. Well, it's, uh, yeah, you do like the Base little... for radio, right? I thought it was Conan the Barbarian Part 3 you were auditioning for, what have you. But uh, <laughs> these these are the kind of times. With, that's why we're here. We're like that movie, the, the Boy in the Plastic Bubble, way back when, John Travolta or the Seinfeld episode that... That's how we broadcast. We're literally uh, bubbled away, so we're following all the uh, safety protocols that are in place, like uh, like everybody else is right now, including uh, including hairstylists. Which I guess um, you can't get your hair cut right now. Uh, depending on who you know, I'll say that a five-one win. By the way, now final for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, betters out there, don't hit the over this app. I don't know why I said five-two, but it's five-one. It was six and a half in that game. But regardless, Tampa was just too much for Chicago. On this night and uh, just underway, a game I'm going to rush home to get to watch. It's Colorado and the St. Louis Blues from the new named uh, Ball Arena. That's one of my favorite names in hockey right now, Ball Arena down in in Denver. And uh, perhaps a preview of a conference final or something like that. I know they're not calling it that anymore. Mike Hoffman, Gord, not playing in that game. Visa issues. You, not the credit card. You mean like immigration? Like legit visa yeah. issues. I yeah. don't know if it sponsors him somewhere, but no. No, you know, it's... Well, uh, nothing has, by the way. Th- okay, th- that is... And especially since 9-11, it became something that generally was kind of rubber stamped really quick. Like you'd have an immigration lawyer and they'd quickly get the person to, you know, figure it out and they'd get there to the game. And then it's become a process and whatever it may be. And he's not the first person you could wait a game or two or whatever it may be. So he'll be, he'll be, uh, they'll be fine. Whatever games they don't have them. That's just a great at $4 million. What a great pickup for the St. Louis Blues, much like what Travis Hamannick was 1.25 for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, that's value. You know, he, he, he got kind of an unfair stigma because he was the best player not to participate in the bubble. And everyone said, well, we respect his decision. But then everyone kind of backed off him uh, yeah. for that. There were, it, it, it's funny because I, I, think that I, I, I think he's an incredibly steady player. I think that's a great pickup for Jimmy Benning and the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Andre Skorakovsky, a.k.a. Andre Burakovsky, the opening goal five minutes in. Nazem Kadri uh, picks up a plus on the play. I think it didn't hit his skate, so no point there. But one nothing Colorado five minutes in against St. Louis. And the last game... Uh, kicked off the season. Uh, it's always entertaining. It's like Canada and U.S. at the World Junior. It's always going to be a fun game. The Battle of Pennsylvania. It's Philadelphia winning at 6-3. Have yourself a day. Joel Farabee at 1-3 in that game, Gordon. <laughs> First-round pick of the Flyers a couple of years ago, and just, you know, like Travis Konechny was, and just so many Provoro before, like, you know, great. Yeah. And Carter Hart. I mean, great drafting, and these guys are all, they're hitting on so many of them, which is which has been huge that way. And, uh yeah, Battle of Pennsylvania still, it's, it's got some bite. It had some, it had some bite tonight, and it was weird. You see the puck drop, so Kelly Sutherland, the referee, was the one 
he's miked and he did like a shtick, like, well, okay, you know, this we is saw the, it at the world junior too. Well, but, but Wes McCauley's the other referee <laughs> and he kind of go, kind of go like, wait, Wes McCauley's the guy. So he, he, he deferred to Kelly Sutherland. Like Wes McCauley's <laughs> the guy that normally has the great calls and gets the notoriety and that. And Kelly Sutherland is another senior referee as well, but he kind of a neat little, little pep talk and like at the world juniors. And yeah, it was great to see the puck drop and, and game on. And it was even better to see the good old Toronto Montreal rivalry uh, start a couple hours later. Yeah. I was going to say bottom line so great to have hockey back especially uh in these times and thanks to all the great uh first the top of the line workers out there the health supporters just doing a tremendous job and the unsung heroes for sure um gourd the maple leafs coming up on friday again we'll have leafs nation pregame beginning at 6 30 for that one it's toronto visiting the ottawa senators and your guy eugene melnick yeah and and by the way even though there were no fans it was a tribute to frontline workers yes. the, the uh, toronto maple leafs did during the opening ceremony so good on them very very well done and the Ottawa Senators, uh, it's uh, it's fun. You know, I, I just, I didn't like what happened the last year and a half. I never liked to see an org- like an organization, really, really. It just it looks like they're just going to fall into oblivion. Daniel Alfredson distanced himself from the team. And look at the trades bounce back. The Eric oh, Carlson trades right. worked out in their favor. Here's Kyle Turris playing at Edmonton tonight. It didn't work out for him in Nashville. So uh, the Battle of Alberta, DJ Smith, uh, he liked his time in Toronto, but he'd love to come back and beat the team that he was assistant coach of for a couple of seasons. I also had the tag, of course, of the Ottawa Senators today when Vegas announced Mark Stone as the team captain, because why not, right? Yeah, why not? But uh, you're totally right. We cannot wait. Uh, coming up on uh, Friday night, many thanks to everybody involved in tonight's broadcast, from uh, Sam McGee uh, to Andrew Holland to Danielle Furtado. Fantastic work, and professional broadcaster Gord Stelic always brings it. Sportsnet tonight, coming up next with Brent Gunning and George Russick. This has been Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet. 590 The Fan.